Welcome to Empowering Chats with Susan Burrell. This is where I help strong, capable women excavate the inner garbage in their life so they can become more confident and have more clarity on who they are and how they really want to be in the world. We have rich, juicy conversations about, yeah, you guessed it, empowerment, but also about radiating your brilliance and loving yourself more than you ever have in your life. And who doesn't want that? So join me now for another empowering chat. Hi, and welcome to a new theme. We have been discussing empowerment all year 2020. Boy, did we ever need to talk about that. And this is the last letter of empowerment. It's the T, okay? What we got for T was transformation and trust. And I'm adding the word transition. <laughs> so it's TTT, transition, trust, and transformation. And the reason for that is because we're in a transition, aren't we? We've been in a transition all of 2020. And I have a feeling that we're still in a transition when we get to 2021. So now's the time in this transition to transform and trust yourself, your instincts, your inner guidance, and, and really see if you can come out of 2020 better than when you came in. Transformed, trusting yourself more, and being that light of hope and love, forgiveness and compassion for the world, because that's why we're here. Enjoy the show. So today I'm curious, I am really curious what's gonna happen in this empowering chat. But before we dive in, I wanna let everybody know a couple of things. A, join my Facebook group, Live an Empowered Life. If you wanna do some workshops online with me, that's where they're happening right now or that's where the information is. Go to my website, check out what we're doing. Um, there's timeframes for the book study of my book, Live an Empowered Life, a 30-day journey. That's always happening, so you can uh, sign up, enroll for that. And, or if you wanna just book a 30-minute session during this time of weirdness and have the conversation with me, you can do that through my website too, susanburrell.com. So with that said, uh, I already, I got chills, I got chills, I, gosh, I got chills. So I am having this author, amazing teacher, Oh, fabulous woman. I already know this. And Dersh, thank you for joining me. You are so welcome. This is such nice energy. <laughs> it's nice to have a nice energy, right? During this time. So Anne, yeah. it, Anne is an author. She's got now five books, right? Yeah. Yeah. And also she teaches something called future life progression, which we're going to discuss a bit of. And she talks about the future vision of the world. So her new book is called, oh, her new book is called Future Vision. <laughs> and, and so, Anne, it's, share a bit about how, how you work hmm. and how you were called to do this work. And then let's dive into the, the, the book and um, the teaching. Okay, well, um, I grew up with a, a grandmother that, uh, that read the tea leaves. She was a fortune teller. And she used to do, you know, I used to go and stay with her and she'd get me up at the crack of dawn and we'd go and 
look for mushrooms and herbs. She never really <laughs> told me what she was doing with them. She used to cure warts. You know, people get a wart on their finger. She'd give them one penny and buy the wart off of them. She'd say, that wart is now mine. And, and the next day, the person's wart would just vanish and she'd have a little mark on her hand and then it'd go. So, she, so that was quite nice that she, I had a mystical grandmother. I'd stay with her in the holidays. And because of this, I wanted to be psychic. I wanted to be intuitive. So I used to try and copy my nan, and I never was. You know, you get people with great stories of all these experiences when they were a kid. I never had one, just ne never. <laughs> it just, not even by guesswork or fluke, but I knew that it worked. So I've spent basically my life looking into slipping around in time and tapping into the future. In my teens, I went off to India uh, because that's where you went back in the 60s. You went off to India. You know, the Beatles went there. So I presumed it was the right thing to do. Yes. You, didn't, you didn't have mystical books in, in the local bookstore. You didn't have magazines. You didn't have the Internet. So, where did, you know, it was really hard to get information. So I, I uh, would trot off into London to the one bookstore, Watkins, who, strangely enough, are now my publishers. But I spent my life looking into intuition and I opened up, as when I came back from India, it just opened up for me. The future life aggression was, was an odd one. I, I was always interested in uh, past life aggression. Mm -hmm. So I would, uh, I, 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 I'm desperate to learn past life aggression. I'm desperate to get regress. And I couldn't find a regressionist because, you know, these days you just Google somebody, but I couldn't find anyone. And then amazing American lady, Denise Lynn, came over and she was, she's still mind-blowing. I still think she's the best in the world. She took, in London, she took 800 of us. Oh, wow. Into the past life. And it was like, you know, you couldn't believe the experience you had. It was incredible. So, so Anne, for, for our listeners who don't, <laughs> who don't know yeah. what a past life regression is, would you just yeah. tap on that a bit? Yeah, sure. So... Uh, the theory is that you've had more than one lifetime, which has always made sense to me. So maybe in a past life you were in China or India or whatever. What, I work with this now, and what amazes me is how you can mind travel back to a past life, find out what happened, maybe bring back skills or good things, or clear, most of the past is pretty tough. You know, our, our ancestors didn't have it easy. Right. So often you have stuff to clear, and it can often explain things you can't explain like fears phobias irrational thoughts uh, often conflict with people you've got a sister-in-law you can't stand on site maybe in you're in a past life you know right so, so i worked with that for many years and then I, I had some military people come to see me wanted to go back and find out something that happened in the past and i said well i'll, I'll give it a go and I, we did this session and all three of us jumped forward in time. Um, we didn't understand what had happened at the time. We saw the attack on the Twin Towers. We all had different kind of experiences. And at the time, we just thought, well, that was rubbish. We didn't do very well. And, off, and we gave up. We just thought we didn't, go, we didn't achieve what we set out to achieve. We didn't understand that we'd seen the future. Three weeks later, when it happened, we were shell-shocked. We were just so blown away. Um, and also quite upset because we didn't know enough to stop it. We didn't know enough to change anything. Right. But after a little while, we started to experiment. And I'd worked with the, the soldiers by that time were really good friends of mine. And we regularly 
do experiment. And we consistently kept predicting world events. We consistently kept predicting the future. Then I started working with individuals taking them forward. And this is where it got interesting. They would see where they're working or who they're married to or whatever. They were calling me up months later saying what I saw at five years is happening. It's almost as if the best of the future, we were bringing it back to our current consciousness. And that's when things started to get really interesting. We, okay, we I got to ask you. So yeah. the best, you just said, the best of the future came mm. into your consciousness. Yeah. You, okay. Say you go forward and you see several houses, you're thinking of moving, and you see which is the absolute best one, and bring that back to your current consciousness, you start to make it happen. I mean, you understand manifesting. Mm -hmm. Most people are trying to manifest with their current mindset and any limitations. What we do is jump beyond it to where you've gone beyond those limitations. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all about energy. And, you know, once you attach yourself to the energy of the future that's there, that's done it, that's achieved what you want, it happens much sooner. Um, we go beyond the energy we've got now, which might be holding us back to the energy of where it's happened. Wow, this sounds very, okay. This sounds really important to me, especially right now when so many people are in a state of fear, mm. anger, I'm raising my hand, lockdown, grief, mm. you know, because mm. the world has changed fundamentally and, they, and the future is complete for us that can't jump forward yet <laughs> into our future. Yeah. It's uncertain. We, we, and that, I think that's the thing that is um, making so many people angry, crazy, depressed. And yeah. um, I've, I've actually been monitoring this as, because I, the, my book on how the world's going to keep changing actually came out the first week of the lockdown, which I thought was pretty cool timing. Oh, look at how that worked. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I was really chuffed with that because I spent five years on the book. Um, I think with the lockdown, I mean, nothing like it has happened before in the history of the universe. The entire world forced to sit down and stop. And, but one of the things is we're, we're addicted to being busy. There's, a, num there's uh -huh. a number of research I mentioned in the book about the research into the, how we're addicted to being busy. And uh, people have acted like addicts. We've active like addicts now if you if you ever talk to people that run rehab centers or are in aa or na there's an expression it's a really cool expression it's when you start your addiction whatever it is gambling whatever it is the good news is your feelings come back the bad news is your feelings come back right. so the lockdowns brought up or i've had the most rational sensible people absolutely off the wall almost hysterical coming up with crazy theories. And I mean, they're showing me tank, pictures of tanks in London and saying we've got martial law. And I'm going, that is badly photoshopped. Come on, just use your common sense here. They're just really over the top. But what I've noticed is people go into this awful stage, get depressed, scared, lonely, you can't go and hug people. That's really affecting us. But then we come out the other side and I'm watching people go, I know what I'm gonna do. I know what I'm meant to be doing. So it's almost as if we go through these phases, come out the other side with some clarity. And that's been very, very interesting. 
Okay, I'm really glad you said that because personally, I've been going through a week of, of deep grief yeah, that is yeah. attached to some people and my dog that passed away, but it's not attached to anything. You know, when I, mm. when I sit down with myself, it's just this outpouring and I'm like, okay, are, am I done yet? Can we, can we, can we stop pulling out another box of Kleenex, please? Mm-mm. Yeah. You know, and, um, and, it, and for me, so I don't know. And it, uh, how, bleh. <laughs> so I'm not, I, I here, this is what I teach, right? Let's, th- let's become yeah. light leaders. Let's become, you know, you are a conduit for spirit. This is who we are. This is why we're here. Mm. And here I am, you know, sitting in my, in my chair with my box of Kleenex just, and my journal going, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I went through that in the early stage because the book came out, all my speaking engagements are canceled, everything's canceled, the phone stopped ringing, I went, oh, great. And then, but um, luckily I went through the process quite quickly because it's kind of a process that we go through. Mm -hmm. I suddenly went into action mode and went, okay, I'm going to wait for it. I'm going to make stuff happen. And, you know, we were talking earlier. I I started setting up stuff online that I've been, you know, scared to set up. Oh, I don't understand the technology. I had to get off my butt and set it up. Now, I, I work a lot in the Middle East. Now, they're amazing people, the people I work with in the Middle East. But technology, that, I can't even get these people to use a bank account. They, they live life <laughs> in a different way. PayPal, uh, set up a website, forget it. During the lockdown, they've set up conferences with breakout rooms, uh, internet banking. I couldn't, I've spent 14 years trying to get them to set up a website, a bank account, forget it. They, they turn up in London with huge piles of cash. They're amazing people to work with. Uh, the Middle Eastern people I work with, Middle Eastern women are fabulous to work with. They've set up all this technology overnight. They would never have done it. And they're setting up amazing, amazing seminars, sharing knowledge. It's been, I think it's, it will bring out things in us. The other thing I've noticed is people are, everybody wants to go and live in the country. That everybody, I want to go and sit in the field. I want to smell the sea. We're not worried about Russia. Our shops, when they opened up, I thought they'd be packed. There was no deal with them. Yep, yep, yep. That's been happening here too. Some people are going out, but most people are, you know, it's summer here. And so lots of people are going on vacation, like, yeah. and they're going camping, you know, mm. they're, yeah. they're, or they're going out for a backpack hike, you know, yeah. or yeah. that kind of thing. So that, uh, I've got a couple of friends. We're going away next week to an Airbnb. Mm. So we can hike down to the ocean or hike into the mountains and, and just be with each other. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's not about big, exciting, let's party. People want to sit under a tree or put their feet in a river. So I think there's something big going on that where we're collectively being stopped. Think yes. about what you're doing. We've, a lot of us have been eating better taking more time to cook you haven't though <laughs> a lot of people are really cooking actually i must admit in england everyone's cooking cakes you can't get any flour cakes oh. cakes are beautiful cakes but people are but people are kind of going out getting vegetables and thinking i'm gonna cook some great food it's i don't think we've seen the end of the shifts one of the reasons I wrote the book is this is one lot of change. I think we've got a whole lot more to come. And so 
it's not about it being bad it's more about us adapting right so when i talk about the arab women they've had a massive readjustment way out their comfort zone they're sitting there callers come but opening up breakout rooms when they they wouldn't operate online banking before it's been fascinating to watch people tackle things now some people are actually frozen in fear uh, a local hypnotherapist to me she's actually one of the boasts you know you get people who boast about how brilliant they are and she's absolutely frozen shut down gone i can't go on zoom i can't use that and just absolutely folded in there's some that are going to buy into fear. If you don't buy into fear and you just let go of it, you'll come up, you will step into something better. Well, that makes complete sense to me. Um, and I'm going to attempt that, Anne. I'm not going to bind to fear. I'm not going to bind to grief. I love that phrase. I'm not going to bind to anger. Okay, that one I might have to rethink. <laughs> well, it's, it's a difficult one because it's like in England, everybody's, oh, the government are doing it wrong. But the only, with something like this for us, it's never happened before. The only way to know how to deal with it is a year after it's gone. Mm -hmm. it, there's certain things you have to go forward and look backwards. Now, there's people, the Elon Musks of the world, the Steve Jobs of the world. Didn't yes come up with their ideas from where they are. They come up with them from the future. That's the only way you come up. It's like the old way is to say to people, oh, what do you want from us as a company? Forget it. No, no customers were going to come up with the iPhone that they could watch right. a movie on and, and book a holiday because they didn't know it existed. So we have to go beyond our current thinking. So it's, the other thing is, you will start attracting a new audience, different audience. You've got, you've, got, you've got your audience sitting there. They're all at home. People will start to find you who wouldn't normally. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Because one of the things we need to look is who's finding us. Because that tells us a lot about what we're meant to be doing. Um, it's like with, uh, I often say to therapists, what do you attract? And they'll say to me, I attract people that are going through such and such, or I've got to attract people with phobias, or my daughter gets people with panic attacks. I never get anybody with panic attacks. <laughs> so who's listening to your show? Because that will really have a big message as to what people want from you. And that, mm -hmm. that's, so I, I think, but anyway, I, I spent five years research, three years researching, two years writing, way, way beyond what I normally do. My books usually I take six months. I mean, I'm talking about morning, noon and night, six months. And I knew we needed a very different way. So I interviewed a whole bunch of people. And I, what I do is I go into the future to find out what we need to know now. And you'll understand it. My third book was about energy. So I, I totally know where you're coming from. But we what we need for the future one one of the strategies i've got 10 but one of the strategies we our ancient selves our ancestors were very intuitive they they would the hair on the back of their neck would stand up if a warring tribe was coming towards them they doused for water they and then we come into the logical left brain we came into that side i think we need a combination of both one thing we're drowning in is information. We're absolutely drowning trying to learn everything, read everything, study everything. And I think what one of some of the research has shown that the best thing is is to have some knowledge of something, scan it, and use your intuition to see what jumps out. That is actually better. Yes, but, I um, agree. 
we, we need we need some information and we're dealing but we can't read through every bit of information um hundreds of emails a day we can't deal with that we've got to be able to scan answer quick and i've noticed that some people are answering one or two words they zoom they get in um, or they won't answer if they don't need to we, we our brain filters have not caught up with the time we're in have they no i agree and 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 i think that uh, that is what's uh, jamming some people, keeping people stuck it, oh, yeah. it, because of that. And, um, you, you know, and I totally agree. So many people are researching everything about the pandemic so they can have an answer and there's no answer. No, is no there? there isn't. And you're just going to find a lot of conflict in information. Exactly. Which makes you crazy. It makes you crazy. I, what I did was I picked one person who, I instinctively felt was measured and balanced and right. An expert, his name is Dr. Sakiri. Um, he's, a, he's an amazing guy. And I literally just every day about four o'clock read his tweets and he'll give you an update. And he's measured, I don't listen to the news. I don't watch anything. I don't read the papers. I don't watch uh, comments on Facebook because everyone's got their argument and they're all round yeah. with each other. Yeah. You're right. The mask thing, oh my goodness, everybody's oh my asking. Goodness. You're the devil if you wear one, and you're the devil if you don't. And people will go, I went into a shop and I told this man off because he wasn't wearing his mask. And somebody else is going, do you know what that does? And it just goes on for days, drives me mad. I've had to pull back from social media because they've driven me mad. Arguing, they either love Trump or hate him. Brexit is a good idea or a terrible idea. Right. And they've all got masses of research to back up what they're saying. Research can say anything you want it to. So we're living in a time where people take a stance, then reinforce it and find lots of other people with the same stance who all share information on that stance. So if you come along and you go, actually, I don't think that is a good idea to wear a mask or whatever it is. They go insane. They go, how can you be so stupid? Because yeah. they've built up all this research, but yes. you've got your research that's the opposite. So people are really polarized instead of going okay we think different things they're getting angry because people get angry when you question their beliefs exactly exactly and uh and nobody wants to be appear wrong and if they've done all this research then they must be right and this well, is the whole it. this is mm. the whole mindset that mm. i've been discussing on my podcast that I believe is the thing that is creating a divisiveness, a disunion. And, and the mm. thing we are being called to do now is go into union. And the only yeah. way we can unify is by, in my experience at least, Dan, is to go within yourself, like you, and like you were saying, and, uh, and tap into your intuition like you did. Yeah. And, and then let, allow your life to be led by that. And that's very mm. scary for people who have been taught to be busy, to uh, think out the solution, to yeah. set life goals and then follow that. And, and they become so myopic, they can't yeah. see the entire universe is laid at their feet or Isn't flowing through them. Yeah, absolutely. I, what was interesting, I'm going back a lot of years, probably 30 years, and I went to this meditation group and they said, it was a bit different this week. We invited these people in and they, they 
going to do a meditation with us. And there's a bunch of people. I've never seen such smiley, happy people. They were great. They sort of walked in the room, filled it up with sunshine. And what they did, they started chatting about things that was happening in the news and various other things. And every time one of us, one of us said something, they'd go, and how do you know that? And whatever you said, they'd go, but how do you know that's true? And they pushed you and pushed you. And people got really angry. One guy slammed the door. Somebody else shouted. But I, I laughed because I ran out of answers. I went, I don't know. Because I was going, well, I read it in the newspaper. I read it in a book. Or da, da, da. And they'd just go, yeah, but how do you know it's true? It's in a book. How do you know that's true? And they pushed and pushed. And in the end, I laughed because I ran out of things to say. I just went, yeah maybe I'll have to question it a bit more. But I was the only one that found it funny. The others got really upset. But now these days, I'm coming across people spending hours and hours and hours on YouTube, watching videos, and I'll go, I've, I've done my research. And I go, watching YouTube videos isn't research. It no. isn't, how do you know that person is, right. they, they sound plausible, they might have doctor something on their name, but how do you know they're even a doctor? How do you know they're right? How do you oh know yeah, because there are a lot of people that pick up some of those alphabet soup letters before and after <laughs> their name, and then uh, say that they're the authority, and that, that just ain't so. Absolutely, so. absolutely. So it's, it's an interesting one, because the other thing, and I put this on Facebook earlier, I think a lot of it is a sabotage or avoidance because a lot of the people that are posting up video or video and then watch this and look at that and isn't this disgraceful are really not getting very far in their careers and they'll regularly go, oh, I never get any clients. And I'd just say, but you sure when you're spending all these hours researching, you sure you're not avoiding because you're not getting on with your work. Unless you're really doing what you want and your life's how you want it, are you sure that's the best way to spend your time? Mm -hmm. That's a good question. They that's don't very like it. They, yeah, no. they don't think it is. They get the hump that they go. Well, and, and so isn't this interesting, Anne? Um, it, and I want to I wanna ask you a couple more questions about your mm. book. But isn't it interesting, in this time of absolute standstill, mm. that people are still sabotaging themselves or avoiding the thing they're, they because, and, and which is why I think in, in the United States, we went through a second lockdown, right? Mm, Everybody's yeah. like, oh, good, Memorial Day weekend in May, the last weekend in May. Yay, let's go out and get something to eat and have a, have a beer with a friend. And then we lo got locked down again. And, and I really think it's because the universe, whatever you want to call it, there's a higher, a higher, I wanted to say motivation, a higher thing happening and those of us that have been in, in avoidance mm. or sabotaging or, mm. so, you know, and, I, and I'm adding myself in there. I mean, I'm eating a bag of pretzels a day, okay? That's not good <laughs> for me. But um, so uh, those, it, I just think the second lockdown didn't happen because the coronavirus was going to come and kill us all. I think it happened yeah. because the consciousness didn't rise up high enough to then bring us out of it. That's yeah, my opinion. Yeah. I'm not I, I an get authority. That. I get what you're saying there. That makes a lot of sense. I think that we're meant to learn from this and change. We're meant to change on some level. And, and if we don't get the message, I think it will come 
flying back. It, it, to have the whole world locked down, that is extraordinary. That's never happened before. Right. Don't forget, 2020 means clear vision. We're in exactly. a year of clear vision. We're not going to get clear vision, rushing around, doing what we're doing, answering 200 emails a day, trying to learn. People are on a course every weekend. I mean, I've got a training business, the same as you. I don't want to put people off courses, but hey, come on, you're doing one every weekend. You're not mastering anything. You're not growing. Right, right. So they're, so they're looking for the fix. They're looking for the, yeah. the magic pill. Yeah. <clears throat> that magic pill that makes their life better and all this external stuff goes away. And that's yeah. not, this is just what is and as uncomfortable and aggravating, the what is, is where we mm. need to be because that's the present. And in order to jump to our future, mm. I wanna know about that, Anne. I wanna know how, how, how can I, I guess I have to get your book, absolutely. But how I will, can I would, I I'll ask the publicist to get, get it over to you, but it's on Amazon if, if anybody wants it, but it's full of strategies. It's absolutely full of strategies. It's 10 chapters. Each chapter had a different strategy. This finding your genius idea, finding your tribe, because we need our tribe. We don't want, we're, right now we have thousands of people we're friends with. Some of them we wouldn't even recognize in the street. We need our tribe. I've got the 10 strategies we need, but intuition, but each chapter has an exercise where you go into the future. Okay. The other thing is uh, I can send over to you is I've made a recording of finding your absolute best future. I can send it and I'm happy to share it with uh, your listeners as well. Drop me a message. I'm happy to share it. It's, it's really nice. That's the one that did it for me. My life changed overnight. Going I, would appreciate, I would appreciate that. And then if, uh, if you can send me like a link, mm. you have a website. Tell everybody your website. It's uh, anjersh.com. So that's A double N E J I R S sugar C H dot com. Anjersh.com. Um, yeah, the book, the book, I really knew I had to write that book. I didn't even know if I'd written four books before and they've done well. I didn't know anybody, if any, I would get a publisher for that because. In the world of publishing, you fix in a, you fit in a box, you do a business book or you do a spiritual book. And this kind of spans two. And I thought, who's going to be brave? Of course, Watkins, they were the first ever esoteric bookstore in England. They, they, um, they just went, oh no, we want that. We want that. Brave of them, brave of them. But the business world is, I've noticed a big shift. They're really coming forward. And they're being open about wanting to work with me. They're very, very open about uh, seeing it. I remember... I'm going back about 18 years, the CEO of a big car company came and he'd come to see me every Friday because he was going for a really bad time. And he used to tell his secretary he was seeing his shrink. So he'd rather, she thought he was seeing a shrink than seeing um, a psychic or an intuitive. These days I get invited to events and people will just say, oh, this is Anne, my business psychic. Would you like to join in our business meeting? I'd like you in on the conference. This is how the world has shifted. And I think it's beautiful. And I think there's, this is the direction we're going in when we understand energy. When you're talking CEO of a huge organization is going, yeah, that person didn't have good energy. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? They're starting to recognize the vibe in the room. They're, they're starting to notice that they can change the energy 
of, of a project. It, yes. It's beautiful, isn't it? It's, it's yes, wonderful. it is. And it's important because we align ourselves off, sometimes, oftentimes, with um, people we think we're supposed to work with in the corporate yeah. world, as opposed to people that have a full uh, alignment of, of mm. energy that is in sync with our vision, in sync with who yeah. we are. Yeah, 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 and that's the And that's the wave of the future, is being in sync, right? Allowing the, the, the energy systems to move through you and align you with the people that you are supposed to be working with and call to you those uh, employees or customers or whatever that are absolutely in need of being a part of your tribe. Yeah, absolutely. You know what it's like when you've got a bunch of people around you and you're all on the same wavelength and maybe you're working on something, uh, you find that you laugh more you spark off each other. You have this incredible sort of spark and ideas and you say that and you say that and you come up with that. Oh, wow, look, we've just come up with... When you're with like-minded people, you also feel safe. Yes. One thing that's come up in research is people often don't find their genius because they don't feel safe to come up with the idea. They think, oh, my brother-in-law's going to laugh, my boss will think I'm an idiot. When they're in an environment where they feel safe to bring up their idea, even if it's a crazy idea, because in amongst the crazy ideas of the genius, when they feel safe, that's when they move forward. So your tribe are oh, the bunch of people that love you or listen or spark with you, and they will get you. They'll get what you're on about, which is so, so nice. I have personally gone through that of not feeling safe um, yeah. for various reasons. And, um, and I, I'm fortunate in the last year and a half to build or gather a team that works with me. Mm. Um, I don't, I don't prefer to, I don't say for me because they work with me and we, and because I lead from a circular mm. modality as opposed to a top down. I mean, they, in the end, I'm the final say of decision-making, but everybody gets to come to the table with their yeah. fresh ideas and that has helped so much and it takes the burden off of me having to figure yeah. it out yeah it makes yeah. it makes uh doing business much easier than um figuring out what works what doesn't work absolutely because you'll all instinctively go that's the one that's the idea that's what we do you instinctively know um, you almost become telepathic with the right people. It's so, so cool. You have simultaneous ideas. It's just so fabulous. Yes, and when one or more has the same idea, it's the, it's the right avenue mm. to, to investigate whether or yeah. not that idea uh, manifests or, or, you know what I mean? It's, it, it, mm. I'm feeling... And I never liked this, Anne. I, you know, I, I, I used to be an actress and I didn't enjoy rehearsing. I enjoyed the performance, right? Wow. So, but the rehearsal is the experience, is the yeah. experiment. Yeah. And so when you get some of these ideas, you, when I get some of these ideas, it, I, I have to sit and go, okay, I'm going to explore that. I'm not going to say that's it and that's yeah. what we're doing. I'm going to explore that. And in exploration, in the journey of that exploration, I get guided to whatever the next step is, which may not have been on my radar. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it starts to unfold. 
it starts to unfold in front of you. Mm -hmm. So I have one last question for you. Sure. Because of uh, fu your future vision. Now, mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm making an assumption that um, your book will give it individuals uh, a solid ground to utilize their intuition to yeah. divine their future. It's packed with exercises, techniques. It's, I always put a lot in my book. There's a whole load of information in there. Every chapter. One of the things I've done with intuition is broken down how it works for you individually. So we don't stop and think, well, what is that process? Your process is probably very different from mm -hmm. mine. We actually analyze your process so you know exactly how your intuition works. And once you know how it works, you can use it whenever you want. So, so my, I'm hmm. sorry. So my question is, is if yeah. you, if you can see your future and call mm -hmm. it to you five years from now or call it yeah. to you in the immediate, do, I'm trying to get the words out. How often do people trip up because of that? Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it's almost mm -hmm. like, um, if I knew the, oh, if I knew the future when, yeah. which I think I did. I think I was there. When, if I knew the future when Hitler came to power, right? Mm. And you saw, I could see, right? Yeah. The, the entire devastation. Yeah. How do you make change, right? How do you, how do you, like you said, you guys saw the Twin Towers in there and yeah. there wasn't anything but, you could but do But we couldn't it. stop it. We couldn't stop it. We didn't know enough to stop it. I think in the time we're living in, it's different because we've got the internet now. So it's being brave enough to actually say, this is what I'm seeing. There's this really, really, so if there was a new Hitler out there, we would, we would go online and say, this is what I'm seeing. Let me take you forward. Let's see what you see. Let people experience it for themselves. If enough people have that experience, it only takes 1% of the population to create massive change. We know that Maharishi effect. The Maharishi effect is well known. They, they did experiments. One of them was in Chicago, but I've done this in many cities where they get a bunch of people together to do a meditation to bring peace to a city. The, the rate of robbery, death, murder, accidents plummets. So that nobody knows they're doing it, but the rate changes. It only takes 1%. So these days we can put that information out there or we could put out recordings. So I've got one to help people find the best possible future for the world. Yeah, right, there's the world in 50 years time. If you carry on as we are, this is where we'll be. Okay, the best possible future for the world and what we need to know now. If enough people watch that, they, and believe me, I've done this meditation all over the world and people come up with very, very similar things. We know what we need to do in order to make the world a better place if enough people watch it you change the consciousness uh-huh i appreciate you reminding me about the one percent because there have been days during the last few months where i i just feel depleted because mm. i you know uh, yeah so so what's the commonality of the best possible future and just so we all know well, a lot of it is um, getting back to nature. And that's one thing we've had with the lockdown. People have really wanted to get back to nature. I'm, I'm amazed that the biggest town is the people who normally want to go to nightclubs. are going, I want to go camping. They were 
they were never gone camping before. So people are uh, changing what they want. One of it's getting back to nature. Uh, one of it is a change in the political system. And this come up particularly strongly in Japan, but it has come up in other places. It's making politicians don't get the shiny, luxurious life. So if we make it like a job, they fly economy, they stay in a cheap hotel, it will attract a different type of person who just wants to make a difference. At the moment, there was one in, in London and it became well known because uh, it kept just saying, what's the biggest, poshest television I can pay for out of, and, you know, having to be paid for. And, it, and they get a free flat in London, so you've got the most luxurious and you get the most expensive cars, the most expensive restaurants and put it all down to expenses. If they don't get that and they get a basic meal, basic hotel, fly economy, they, it changes the type of person. It was also, we also saw much younger people coming into it, but not the youngsters today who are very radical and just making a lot of noise and very angry and very confused. These were much more serene, balanced, just creating better things. Uh, one of the changes that's going to make a big difference is universal basic income. That will happen. I've seen it. I, I saw years ago that we didn't have money anymore, and I didn't really understand that. Um, but money will go. I don't know if I'm happy about that, but money will go. I like money. I'm an old girl. I like money. I like to have <laughs> money in a purse. Oh, we're all going to shop and pay right. the cash. But it is going to go. Uh, basic income but the other thing that's going to make a huge difference will be a free travel in cities it will start in cities imagine this free clean travel that's going to make a big big difference we won't all be sitting you know you look in a traffic jam it's just a long line of people all in their own car if we've got a brilliant travel system that's free we're going to use it we'll use it far more so it's, it's a number of things but i think you know it's the consciousness of the people their priorities are changing. They're not rushing to go and buy expensive things at the moment. They want to sit under a tree. So the lockdown has changed how we see the world. And I think when we don't want the trinkets right. anymore, right. when we, we're less inclined to go and buy trinkets and spend endless money on things that aren't important, I think then we'll see a big shift because there'll yeah. be less consumerism. As long as people have got enough to live on, which basic income will give them uh, a foundation to live on, that's when things start to change. I so appreciate that, Anne, thank you. Um, so the book is called Future Vision, and Anne Jersh has been my amazing, really amazing conversationalist here today. And you can go to her website, Anne, A-N-N-E, Jersh, J-I-R-S-C-H dot com. And, and we're going to have whatever your um, guided meditation is. Yeah. In, in okay, the I, I, yeah, I'll send it over to you. And if anybody wants a copy, let me know. And I, I've got a facility. I can send it over to you for free. I think it's a good one. It's, that's when I had big change. I went from a, in a little industrial town in a dusty office to kind of went international overnight everything changed got big book deals everything changed overnight and it, because i went into the future beyond my upbringing what i believe right. i went beyond it or things changed me overnight and i've done this with thousands of people and i 
you can imagine how wonderful that is when you work with people and they go way beyond what they could have imagined. Yeah. And, 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 and it happens to them. They get their business or the love of their life, whatever. It's just, I've got the best job, Susan. I really I know you do. I can imagine <laughs> it. So, uh, and I just thank you for uh, bringing a ray of light into my world today. And because now I have a, 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 you've shifted my perspective to see the future as a positive thing that's a that's happening now and not oh, yeah. Other oh, yeah. thing. so thank oh, yeah. you for yeah. that yeah thank no it, it, i think that we've needed to lock down we've needed to sit down and shut up i'm not good at that at all but we've needed to and i think i'm watching people come out the other side almost reborn i know what i want i know what's important i know where, where i'm heading i'm not doing that anymore it's given it we will get clarity year of 2020 we will get some clarity about ourselves. And I think that's the gift of this year. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew. You're so, so I'm, welcome. I'm going to end with, and so it is, namaste. Well, that wraps up our empowering chat today. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, go to susanburrell.com. You can see all of the information about my new book, Live an Empowered Life, A 30-Day Journey. You can also access guided meditations that I have on Insight Timer through the website and just see what else is out there on my site that you might find empowering and exciting to experience. You can also contact me through the website at susan at So that's it for today. See you next time.